Hunter access is one of the biggest hurdles facing the aspiring hunter and longtime hunter alike. Just having a place to go won't cut it, because you can't shoot animals if they aren't there. Today, we're going to dive into the many different land options you have available to you as a hunter, and how to use the internet to find them. This is where to hunt. This is the Beyond Hunter Ed podcast where the focus is on all the questions you wish were answered in the classroom and quite a few more. So whether you're an accomplished lifer or a complete newbie and you're looking to discuss all topics hunting in an entertaining and unfiltered way, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Eric Jaitner. Okay, let's dive into this. So land... And finding a place to hunt, that's one of the biggest driving factors for why people quit hunting or why people don't get into it in the first place. So we're going to try to sort that out and figure out exactly where you have available to you and show you that there are plenty of options. So this is going to primarily focus on public land options because most people who have the friends and family hookup for private land, they already know where they can go. That that's not as big of a deal. Now they might not branch into different species or go out of state because they don't understand all the public land options. So this will be very important for them as well. But we're gonna focus primarily on the starting out or the longtime hunter who maybe lost their hunting property and needs to find public land that they can hunt on. And in the United States, that's really not a big problem. It's been said that the United States public lands is the single greatest undistributed accumulation of wealth in the world. And if you think about land prices and how much public land there is in the United States, it's hard to argue that. So you have a couple different types. We're gonna dive into the Bureau of Land Management, the National Forest Service, state lands, and then we're going to talk about private lands that are treated like public lands. And most states have some form of this. And then to finish off, we're going to talk about how do you go about finding these lands and figuring out where you can go to hunt. So how much land is there that's available to you to hunt publicly? Across the United States, there is an estimated almost 700 million acres of public land. Now, that includes Forest Service, BLM, and state. However, it doesn't include private lands that are treated as state lands. So there's even more if you can include those. That's the good news. The bad news, however, is that 559 million of those acres are in 12 states, with Alaska being the biggest. So if you hunt Alaska, you've got a lot available. You've got 271 million acres just in your home state. But that doesn't go well for people who want to hunt states other than Alaska. Okay, so let's break it down. The big ones that add into this is Bureau of Land Management. So Bureau of Land Management is run by the Department of the Interior. 
and the Bureau of Land Management is found primarily in the West. It allows you to camp and it allows you to hunt and shoot. You have pretty much free reign there for what you're going to do as far as hunting is concerned. Even during the COVID pandemic, when the national forests were closing down, the BLM land was still open for hunting. So having BLM land is definitely a good thing to have in your back pocket. It allows you to go places even when the forests are closing. The next type of land we're going to talk about is the national forests. There are 154 national forests in the United States, and they occur in 41 different states. They're all falling under the Department of Agriculture. But what does this mean? Most of us have a national forest close to us that we can go to, and these are all open for hunting. Most of the same things apply to national forests as to BLM. So for example, camping is generally limited to 14 days. Hunting is going to be allowed with a permit, of course, and there's going to be pretty much any other type of outdoor activities that are available to you on national forests or on BLM. So those two are very good options for the public land hunter. And if you go deep enough into the forest, you can generally get away from people. If you're really looking for some seclusion in your hunting, there are 803 wilderness areas in the United States. Most of these wilderness areas are going to be in BLM or in national forests. And you're going to have a lot of different rules associated with going into these. So, for example, the, the biggest one that always I run into is you're not allowed to take wheeled vehicles into this area. So no, no bikes, no carts. All you can take is basically horses and a backpack and your boots. So if you don't have horses, like I don't, you're going to be walking in, you're going to be taking your animal off the mountain, and you're going to be doing it all on your back. So that's the only downside to the wilderness areas. But I will say, every time I go into wilderness areas to hunt, I seem to have the place to myself. It might as well be private land. The animals are undisturbed, and you get the entire place I very rarely see anybody else out there hunting. That leads us to the next type of land that's available to you for hunting, and that's going to be state land. Now, every state is different. I live in California, so for us, state land is essentially private land. You're not allowed to hunt there. Whether it's a state park or a state forest, you don't get to hunt there. However, where I grew up in the state of Wisconsin, it's very different. In the state of Wisconsin, most state parks are open to some form of hunting, sometimes with weapon restrictions, but they're still open to hunting. And the state forests, those are wide open. Additionally, in a state like Wisconsin, you have county land, and different counties will have public lands that are available for you to hunt. Now, it can get pretty complicated when you move to a state like Colorado. So for example, Colorado treats state land as a private land of whoever is leasing that land. So for the most part, Colorado state land is not open to hunting unless you have written permission 
from whatever entity is leasing that state land. Then we get into private land that's treated like public land. So I'm going to use Wisconsin as an example, but most states have a similar program to this. In Wisconsin, we have what's called managed forest law and forest crop, crop law land. So managed forest law and forest crop law lands are private forest lands that are open to the public for recreation purposes. On managed forest law, it's open to public for hunting, fishing, hiking, sightseeing, and cross-country skiing. So basically, you just get to treat this as straight public land. Forest crop law, that opens it for public hunting and fishing. Now, most states have something that's very similar. In California, we have what's called the private lands management. Basically, it's the same idea. Landowners pay reduced taxes for their land taxes, and it's treated as public land for people to hunt on. So if you're looking still for places to hunt, that's another one that you can look at. And the benefit to these properties is not many people know that they exist. And on top of that, a lot of people are concerned about whether or not they are going to be in the right place. So they're concerned about what maps are available to put them where they need to go. So with that being said, I want to talk about how do you figure out where these lands are. And I'm going to start with the cheapest versions first. So if you're specifically talking about the private properties that are treated like public properties because of tax breaks, then you want to go to your state's website, both in California and in Wisconsin. The state website has a list that you can use and then in Wisconsin they actually have a mapping application that you can take and you can look at all of these areas and it'll tell you what it's open for. So that's a good start there. Just go to the website and basically type in private land that's open to public hunting in their search bar. And most of them are going to have something that pops up and like I said, in Wisconsin, you even have a mapping application. So you can just look at the map and figure out where you are. Now, when you want to start talking about the bigger pieces, the state-owned land, the National Forest land and the BLM land, now you're talking about looking on to a different website. The cheapest way to do this is going to go to the Bureau of Land Management and just type in Bureau of Land Management mapping application in your Google bar. From there, you can click on the web app gallery. It's going to bring you to a page where you have to click on the BLM national data. When you do that, it's going to bring up an ArcGIS website application. And on that, you're going to be able to zoom in to all the different states. And they have properties of BLM on here that are as small as 40 acres that I was able to find less than a 15 minute drive from my house in Southern California. And we don't have a lot of public land in San Diego County. So that's how powerful this tool is. It shows you BLM. It shows you National Forest. It shows you the state owned lands. And it shows you all the military lands as well.
which is another place where you can look into. Most military bases allow for some form of public hunting. Now you're going to have to do some applications and background checks and things like that to get in there on most of these places, but it's a good option. It's public land that really is not hunted by a lot of people. And the best part about this mapping application from the BLM is it's all free. You can just look at the map, zoom in, zoom out, figure out where it is, and then you can draw it on your own topographical map. So that comes to the next point. If you want to get free topographical maps, just Google National Geographic PDF USGS quad maps. If you do that, the first thing that's going to pop up is PDF quads, National Geographic Maps. Click on that. It's going to bring you to a page that shows you free printable USGS PDF topos. Just scroll down to the map, zoom in, find the map that you want. Now that's not going to show you the public and private land boundaries, but it gives you a topo map of the area and it's free so you can go ahead and print that off now using the blm app that we were just using you can draw on there with your highlighter or whatever you want to use where the boundaries are for the public and private lands and now you've got yourself a topo map with public lands marked on it and you can go down to these tiny little 20 acre parcels that hardly anybody knows about and you've got a way to get in there and you know that they're public and you did this all for free now if that seems like too much work you have another option and it's still free you can go to mytopo.com from there you can find the area that you're going to be hunting and you can have them overlay the public and private lands onto that and if you go to the preview button, it's going to blow it up really big for you. You're going to be able to see the whole thing exactly how you would if you were out in the field. And then you can copy that and do the same thing where you draw those lines onto your topo map. Or you can print it off and it's not going to be very high quality, but you can do it without having to buy the map. Now, if you really like the map, and I suggest you have one, go ahead and buy it. They're not overly expensive. So then you've got a map. So using my topo and buying the map, they do the work for you. It costs more than using the mapping app and the PDF quads, but it's done for you. So it's up to you which one you want to do. Now, if you want to go with the best option, in my opinion, there's always the Onyx hunt maps. So the big difference between Onyx and these other things that you can do where you have the paper map is Onyx downloads to your phone and you can use it as a GPS and it puts you as a blue dot right where you are. So you always know when you're on public or private land and they have the same small properties listed. The only thing you have to be careful of is those private lands that are treated like public lands. You really do want to check those out on the state website. For like Wisconsin, for example, 
they don't really have the forest tax law and the forest crop law laid out on there. So it's just something you might have to check with, but it's still a very good option and something that I always have with me. And it's really not that expensive for the entire country for an entire year. It's about a hundred bucks. And I think each state is about 30 and you can usually find discount codes either through the hunting public, Randy Newberg, elk 101. There's a lot of places where you can get discount codes for this. So that about sums it up. We talked about all the places you can go and hunt. We talked about how to find it on the internet. So my challenge to you is to go out there, use these tools and find a place that you can hunt close to your house, far from your house that you never knew existed. And chances are when you use these research tools and you find these out of the way places, most people aren't going to know they existed either. So you're going to have the place pretty much to yourself. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond Hunter Ed Podcast. And as always, if you have questions, please email us at questions at beyondhuntered.com. Or you can find us on the web at www.beyondhuntered.com.